They're going to be attacking each other. No physical contact. <laughs> Everyone's allowed to have their own opinion, so it doesn't matter. You're not correcting them. You're not trying to change them to your ways. That's not how this is. If you can't think of anything to say as an attack, just say, that's stupid or it's selfish. That'll get you going. Okay? So if you are the negotiator, It'll be should their have, passion. Well, I, was, I told, should have okay. had two passions. Yeah. Um, I didn't do that. Hope you have another passion. If not, make one up, but it's okay. Your passion in this one is not allowed to be your kids or your family or building churches in third world countries because it's really hard to attack those things. So just kind of keep it generic, pottery. I mean, you know, I don't know, gardening. There you go. <laughs> I, was, I knew. Oh, good. You're listening. Um, so you're going to get attacked. Troy and, and, and Nick are going to demonstrate this for you. If you're the negotiator, you're the one with the passion that's getting attacked. Okay? If you are the negotiator, so whoever was negotiator first, you're going to be negotiator first again. You're the one that's getting attacked. The purpose is for you to figure out what the motivation is behind that attack. It's hard for you to get angry when you're curious. And when you're curious about why this person hates gardening so much, that is what is going to help you figure out what their worldview is, where they're coming from. Why? Why do they dislike it so much? Okay, Troy and Nick. All right, you want, me to be the, you want me to be the negotiator? You want to be the negotiator? You can be the negotiator. Okay, <laughs> Nick wants so to ask me the question. Yeah. Uh, what are you passionate about? I'm passionate about music. What about music makes you passionate? Oh, I love the fact that when, you know, I'm singing and spending time listening to music is calming, it's relaxing. Oh, you just want to make everything about you, don't you? <laughs> Sounds like you have a reason for saying that. Yeah, you said music and you want to sing and you want everybody to look at you like, wow, Troy's got all of these skills and he's such a great singer. What a, what a beautiful voice. It seems like music is something that you're not really into. No, it's just, why music? It's like, you could do so many other things with your time. Other things? Yeah, a million other things. You could help people instead of just self-serving with your music. Oh, sounds like you're, you're, you're passionate about helping other people. Well, yeah. Why, you know, why, why don't you just not be selfish? And, and there's other people that need help, so instead of Spending time with your music, go help them out. Sounds like you like to go around and make sure that uh, other people get something good out of their life. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you? It seems like growing up, you didn't get the things that you that maybe you really needed. No, I got everything that I needed, and definitely not including music because it's so selfish. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like I may be being selfish by just caring about music. Yeah, pretty much. You want you want to be the star. You want to be up on stage in front of everybody. It sounds like you've had people in your life that. Uh, didn't want to hear what, what, what mattered to you? They were being selfish about themselves? Uh, I mean, maybe. Maybe, but 
you know, I, I care about others more than I care about myself. Oh, sounds like other people are more important. Yeah. Why, why do I just need to focus on myself? There's, there's so many people on this earth that need help. Well, sounds like you have a global vision. Oh, I don't know about global, but, you know, something beyond just myself or just the people close to me. People close to you? Yeah, well, you know, why would you only want to help those people close to you when there's other people who don't have anybody close to them? Sounds like you, you believe in the underdog, helping the underdog. Uh, nah, I don't, I don't think it's really an underdog thing. Maybe underprivileged. Okay. Sounds like giving underprivileged an opportunity to get a leg up is important to you. Yeah, of course. You know, some people are, are dealt crap hands of cards, so they need help too. It seems like doing something good for other people make you feel good. Uh, no, that seems a little bit selfish, similar to music. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, guys. <laughs> okay, so you get the picture. One thing I want you to try to avoid, um, if you say your passion is fishing, and they say fishing is stupid and it's stinky and worms, gross, and you say, well, sounds like you've never gone fishing. Whoa. Did you just attack them? You just pretty much challenged their feelings about fishing in a, in a kind of a way that made them feel stupid. That's not what you want to do. You want to get to the why behind they don't like, why they don't like fishing. So what do you say? Oh, sounds like worms gross you out. And then you cake them off. If you notice, <laughs> Nick kept coming back and giving her a hard time. But <laughs> I had to snap out of it. <laughs> he likes the attack. Um, when Troy kind of was getting more to the root of the issue, he calmed down. An attack is only going to last 35, 45 seconds. So if you can just hold your tongue and let them go for 30 or 45 seconds, they're going to run out of steam. And then you can kind of take a deep breath and then label them with something. It seems like this is, this, this is something that really means a lot to you. And then let them explain. Okay? A true... Full-on attack, 35, 45 seconds. You can't keep energy up like that too much unless you're on something, but no one here is on something, right? So we don't have to worry about that. Okay. All right, so come up with a passion real quick and get back in your roles. Remember, the negotiator is the one with the passion this time. The talker is the one that hates it. Everybody clear on that because this is confusing. The negotiator has the passion and is getting attacked. <laughs> when you are attacked, it sends everything sky high. Your blood pressure is going to go up, your heart rate's going to increase, and you're going to feel like you're literally your face is going to flush, especially if it's something that you're really passionate about. I mean, this is just an exercise. This is an exercise where you know there's, there's nothing going on. If you, if you say something that's not exactly right, it's okay, and yet you're still... Of course, I will say a lot of that is probably because this is new and you feel awkward and you're like, I don't know what to say. How many of you thought about what we talked about earlier when you said why? Why do they hate hiking? You, you, act, you consciously thought that? Did that help? Good. Think about a political conversation with someone who doesn't see things the way you do and how riled up people get because you don't agree with them. And I can tell you, everybody in this room has probably had some kind of conversation like that. 
Thanksgiving rings a bell. Um, When someone attacks you like that, and not only are they attacking your passion, they are attacking you so passionately that it's hard to respond. So what is it doing to your brain? Scrambled eggs. So how do you stop that from happening? Breathe. Why? Why do they feel the way they feel? I don't want you to chew on this. This is just my own personal little thing, but we are so divided by politics in this country. Just imagine if everyone took the time, instead of saying, you're wrong because you don't see it my way, if everyone took the time to just say, okay, you don't have the same view I do. It's okay. But you know what? I'm really going to try and figure out where you're coming from. Get curious about why the other side feels that way. I promise you, don't go looking for the political conversations but because it can go badly. But if you have someone and you know that that's going to be an issue, instead of trying to conform them to what you want them to be, find out what they have to say about the other side. Be curious about why they feel the way they feel. You might learn something. You might be surprised. I have a friend. Um, she lives in L.A. She's actually a producer in L.A. And I, we wrote a book together. And the first conversation that we had, she started talking about different things. And I was like, oh, this is, this is awkward. This is weird because we're completely opposite. Completely opposite. She's a liberal lesbian left. And I am a heterosexual conservative right. But you know what we found out? Neither one of us were over here. We're both here. We're both in the middle. We both feel the same way about a lot of things. And we only found that out because we were willing to listen to each other and have that conversation where we stayed curious. And I can promise you, no matter what side you're on, it's much easier if you just let the other person have their opinion and try to understand where it's coming from instead of having an argument because it's not going to get you anywhere. When they attack and you attack back, scrambled eggs. Not even the good kind with cheese on them, just bad, okay? So please, you know, remember that in the future when you're getting attacked. It's coming from somewhere. You just have to figure out where it's coming from. Okay, any questions about that? Yes? So in the conversation like this you're having with some friend or client or whatever, um, in this exercise, I'm not allowed to ask a question about these statements. Is that how you would approach this in the real world? I would. He's saying if... If you're in real life and you're having this argument and this conversation with somebody, would you ask questions or would you keep it the way you have it here? I would keep it the way you have it here. Because sometimes if someone doesn't see the way you do and you start asking them questions, if you're not asking the questions the right way, they're going to take it as a threat. They're going to take it as a challenge. They're going to take it as an insult. So it's better for you when being attacked if you just stick with labels and mirrors because it's harder for them to, to take offense to that. One of the reasons is just like Barbara said earlier, every personality type is okay with labels, mirrors, dynamic silence. So if you're, if you're in something with somebody that's going like that, you're better off with that than asking questions. Because if you happen to have an analyst and you're asking questions, it's gonna be double whammy. Sandy, can I add something to that real yeah, quick? Absolutely. Um, and not even ret- attack related, but just from an information gathering standpoint, when, when myself and my sales team do this, our information gathering is 90% labels and mirrors. We honestly ask very few questions until it comes to implementation and logistics, which is a completely different side of the coin. 
you can ask any question as a label. If you say, what do you mean by that? Seems like you have a reason for saying that. Or, you know, what, what does your team really value out of our service? Seems like you have a reason for coming to us about this service. So labels and mirrors will get you all of the information you need, and then we'll start to add questions in later. But just think about that. Yeah, we pretty much avoid questions altogether. Asking labels, asking labels, labels with an upward inflection. And like, like the only time we use questions nowadays is, is for, is calibrated, very calibrated. Shape their thought or to handle implementation. You really shouldn't need to ask a question except for that. Some of you are gonna fall back and you're gonna ask questions because you're not to a point yet where it's more natural for you not to, but you, you have to practice. Okay, you have to practice, yeah. Yeah, one thing I noticed through this exercise was the importance of the silence that comes afterward. So it was very, it was difficult enough to like stick with just the labels and mirrors, but then it was almost more difficult to sit and revel in the silence afterward and wait for them to respond. because, And then the other thing was that either they, A, took forever to respond, or B, it was like a one-word response, and then you just didn't really get, at least I felt, you didn't really get the fuel to sort of get to that next label, that next mm -hmm. um, mirror. Which is what I was talking about with you guys earlier when I said try to, try to give them something to work with, more responses. But when you're trying to, I mean, say, say I love hiking. I'm supposed to be attacking that hiking passion. That makes it difficult, right? So you do kind of have a hard time coming up with things to say. So it probably won't happen like that out in the real world when somebody attacks you because they're legitimately not going to like what you're talking about. And dynamic silence, it should be the easiest skill that we have on that list. It is not. It is the hardest. But like the three, two, one, one, two, three, one, two, whatever, however it goes, um, think about the just, just wait, 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 wait. Why am I talking if something starts coming out of your mouth? Okay. It's, it's hard to do. If you're assertive, it's 10 times harder to do because you feel like if I can just do this and show you how this goes, it's going to all be better. You just need to let me do it. And that does not go over well with people. Yes. How strict do you have to be to the structure of the mirror? And what I mean by it, uh, Mike said something in response to a label that he gave. Uh, Bernie said, uh, I can't remember what he said, but Mike said, I, I, uh, say, uh, sometimes things are stressful, but I'd rather just go home and relax. And then he said, stressful? And I started to correct him, and then I was like, oh, damn, like That was perfect. Yeah. That was perfect. He said, the sentence was. One of the last one to three words. Right. Yeah, okay. One to three words is a guideline simply because when you first start using mirrors, that's all you remember because you're so much in your own head. You can't get out of your own head yet. That, that's the easiest thing to remember is the last one to three words. But you go where the person takes you. He wanted, to, he wanted to hear more about stressful than he wanted to hear about going home and going to bed. So he said, stressful? Because he's going to send him in that direction. So that's perfect. You, you don't have to take the last one to three words. That is a guideline just in case that's all you hear. You can at least use that. Okay? But don't get into the habit of mirroring four and five and, or a whole sentence. Oh, you like to go home and just rest? That's too much. That's a paraphrase pretty much. Except you're using their words so you're not even doing it right. So just stick. If you would have wanted to label the last part of that, you just would have said relax. And that's it. Keep it simple. 
Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Don't make it harder for yourself. Yes. No, don't don't assume you've done something wrong when you don't get the exact response that you want. If you get a if you get a yes or no response, if if you say something, you mirror something, and they give you no, you can say, oh, it seems like I don't understand what you're talking about. I'm confused. Or if they say yeah, you say, oh, so that's really what you mean by that. I mean, you know, you're you're, you're you can always pick a dynamic. And if they're being elusive on purpose, you can say, it seems like you really don't feel like sharing this with me. At what point do I flip the switch and start using labels and mirrors if I catch myself? You shouldn't have to flip a switch. You should just be using them. Yeah, this is, this is a, a way of communicating. It is a complete different way of communicating. And once you see, and Michael, can someone give Michael a microphone? Can you, because he's been with us for a long time and he's so good at this stuff and he is, it's, it's harder for us to sit there and tell you, answer questions like that because we've been doing it for so long and we did it in such a different way to start with that for him. Talk about when you're in a conversation, how long did it take you to get more natural using the labels where that's just what you went to? Just constantly using it over and over. Um, and it's always leading with the tactical empathy. That makes all of this so much easier. You're leading with that. And then the labels, mirrors, that just helps the conversation, the conversation continue. So it's always going to feel weird at first. It just does. But the more you use it, the more it blends into your personality. And it becomes easier. Remember, everything out of your mouth is not going to be a black swan skill. Remember, you have the stew. You're only seasoning it with these skills and, and using them when you need to. For me, one of the easiest ways to practice it, when you go anywhere, grocery store, Starbucks, wherever, say to that person, seems like you're having a good day. Seems like you're having a tough day. You're practicing it, and it's getting embedded into your personality. And they'll tell you whether you're right or wrong, and you're gathering information. Exactly.